You are listening to the Tech Chef Podcast. This is episode number 51, April 19th, 2022. This is Chad Horn, co-founder of Devour, and you are listening to the Tech Chef Podcast. Off-premise strategy, business continuity. How about a taste test of restaurant technology? drive through or curbside, mobile apps or AI. It's all on the menu, cooking up for the day. It's a recipe for success. You're in good hands with a tech chef. Make a plan to be your best. Strategize with the tech chef. Welcome back to another episode of The Tech Chef. This is your host, Skip Kimple, coming to you live from beautiful and very warm South Florida. Thank you for continuing to listen to this show. And for those of you that are hearing this show for the very first time, welcome. Regardless of your listening frequency, if you have not done so already, please make sure you go to your podcasting platform and give us a five-star review. It is because of you and your loyalty to this show that has allowed us to be the number one restaurant, hotel, and hospitality podcast on the market. On today's show, I have Chad Horn. Chad is a co-founder of Devour, creating the fusion between restaurants and the blockchain. He's on the team making crypto and NFTs easy, accessible, and fun for restaurants and their fans. This is a very interesting show, and we do a little bit of a deep dive on Web 3.0 technologies, blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, and the metaverse. The discussion is particularly relevant as Devour is solely concentrated on the restaurant industry. Enjoy. Chad, it's a pleasure to talk to you again. We were just talking the other day. Can you give us a little background about yourself, um, You know where you came from previously and where you are right now? Absolutely, Skip. So my name's Chad Horn. I'm a co-founder of Devour. I come from the restaurant industry uh, and more narrowly the restaurant technology industry. I've served in various partnership-related roles uh, at tech platforms that do analytics, loyalty, online ordering, front of house management, point of sale as well, more than once. So uh, I've, in, in those roles, I've seen a lot of different technologies in the space, how they connect with one another. Uh, and ultimately, I'm thinking about how operators are successful with integrated technologies. So the new company that you're with, and you're the co-founder of Devour, can you dig a little bit deeper into what that company does? Absolutely. Very simply, we are making Web3 technologies, blockchain technologies accessible to restaurants and their fans. We're early in this journey, right? It's, uh, it's the internet all over again, 1997, 98, 99, where big investments had been made by that point, right? The, the big companies were paying attention, but it was early enough that it wasn't mainstream, so that's where exactly where we are with blockchain. It's here. It's coming very fast. Uh, only a relatively small percentage of the population has dabbled in it, but there's no doubt for those paying attention that it's going to transform every industry, um, you know, restaurants included. So we, uh, we, uh, me and the founding team recognized that that was happening because we were 
uh, investing in the, the blockchain space, um, you know, first passively is just kind of like, hey, this is kind of interesting and cool. And then like it became bigger and bigger deal. We'd pay more and more attention. And then given our roles in the, in the restaurant industry, we, we thought, hey, these worlds are going to collide. And uh, if we make this move now to found Devour, we can be the team to, to usher in that technology responsibly and, uh, and beneficially to the restaurant industry. So I've been talking the show up quite a bit with my fellow colleagues and told them about what this show, uh, what the subject matter of the show was going to be. It's interesting because some of the people, their eyes glazed over a little bit because people don't necessarily have a great understanding of this technology we're going to be speaking about today. So I think a good place yeah. to start is to educate the listeners in regards to all of these different uh, terminology pieces we're going to be using. Let's start off with blockchain. What's what's the definition of blockchain itself? Yeah, absolutely, Kevin. And it's hard, right? Because it's it's hard to define these complicated terms because they they are very technical. And without a starting point as to why it even matters, you know, it's it's what do you latch it onto? Um, so let's start with blockchain. Uh, I agree, that's a good starting point. And I like to keep things really simple. Um, and uh, I would say with blockchain, let's think of that as a tamper-proof database that uh, holds transactions and allows transactions to occur that is publicly visible. And uh, this is overgeneralizing, but that nobody owns or controls. So those participating in, in adding transactions to the blockchain know that uh, it, the data there is legit. So use a red flag statement, tamper-proof database. That concerns me a little bit, but that's for another discussion altogether. Uh, <laughs> let, let's move into crypto and cryptocurrencies. Maybe describe what that is. I think people might be a little bit more familiar with that. So Bitcoin is the is the big name in that space. Um, and that's kind of viewed now as the digital gold. It is, a, it is an asset class all of its uh, own. And what a cryptocurrency is, it's using the blockchain and the, the transactions there, the, the ledger of transactions there to, to serve as a currency, right? It's just not one that requires a banks. Um, so it is, it is the blockchain applied to the function of currency. Um, Bitcoin being the most notable example, but Ethereum is a, is a, is a close second. And there are tens of thousands of others um, in all shapes and sizes for various uh, niche purposes or, or uh, mainstream purposes. Well, it's interesting you brought up Ethereum because I learned a long time ago that those two are so closely related, they basically track the same. So if you got one, you might as well have the other because if you look at their charts, they're almost tied <laughs> together at the hip. So while we're talking about the currency piece, this one blows my mind away a little bit. And I think a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their head around what an NFT is how it functions and why people are investing in it. Yeah, and they, boy, are they ever. Um, 2021 was a huge year for both cryptocurrency and NFTs. Uh, and really, the main difference between an NFT and a crypto uh, is found in the, the F of the NFT. It's the fungible aspect. Fungible simply means uh, interchangeable. So a cryptocurrency is a fungible token, right? Uh, where one is just like the other, a Bitcoin, it doesn't matter which one you've got. If you got a Bitcoin, you got a Bitcoin. It doesn't matter if it's the, the first or the 3,000th, right? NFTs, it does matter. Every, uh, well, they share the commonality of being uh, part of the same blockchain, the same uh, smart contract, another term there, 
but the first one is different than the second than the third. Uh, and as personified in a variety of ways, uh, like the different profile picture type art you see out there, Board Ape Yacht Club being a very famous NFT, CryptoPunk similarly, uh, where one is very clearly different than the other. Ultimately, those are different serial numbers on the blockchain, but there's images attached to it, but you can have anything attached to an NFT, uh, art or otherwise. Well, we're going to get more into NFTs in just a little bit, but I think there's one more major component that I'd like you to at least provide a definition for, which is also very fascinating. And this is another piece of the Web 3.0 piece, and that's the metaverse. What the heck is that? Oh, that that's the one where I think definitions don't always align. It's a bit kind of like who are, it depends on who you're talking to. Um, I think it's perhaps most useful to think about it as a virtual world. Uh, it doesn't have to be, right? You could have 2D applications of the metaverse that, that use these Web3 concepts, you know, the blockchain, crypto, NFTs. But most people are thinking about it in terms of you pop on the, the VR goggles and you're, you're navigating a world similar to Ready Player One. Um, and that's not too far off uh, in terms of uh, a functional definition. Uh, but it, it definitely should be understood that the metaverse is using those same blockchain components that uh, are used outside the metaverse. They're just using it in terms of those, those worlds, right? With gaming worlds principally. But ultimately the metaverse will be serve sort of functions well beyond gaming. All right. So that one still confuses me. I can't wait to learn more about that. Let's take <laughs> one step back and talk about how you ended up being on today's show, because it's kind of ironic. We've we've been in touch in the past through LinkedIn and in other shows. Um, this last week, we were at the uh, New England Food Expo up in Boston, put on by the Massachusetts Restaurant Association. And there was a session on the first day, and it was called Restaurants 2030, the key external tech developments that will shape your business in the next eight years. Now, I got to say, that was a very interesting panel that they have. They had yourself, Courtney Pike, mm -hmm. who is the co-founder and COO at FlipTable, fantastic technology, Derek Canton, CEO and founder of PayorPay, Travis Rafferty, CEO of Captain, and it was all moderated by uh, Lauren Abda, the CEO of Branch Food. Very unique mix of people and different mindsets up on that stage, but every piece had a very key component to where the future of restaurants is heading. Putting that aside, you're looking at me down in the very front row because I was very intrigued and I'm, I kept taking pictures and notes and you probably thought I was just not paying attention at all. But as you started speaking, that really got my creative juices flowing and thinking about, you know, how little I really knew about this space. And if I knew that little about this space, that means my listeners need some education as well. Now, <laughs> I don't mean to put down the educational aspect of my listeners. I'm not saying that at all. But I think there's a lot of, especially from the IT side, a lot of generalists maybe that aren't uh, digging deep into, you know, 10 years from now and, and what it, that's going to look like from a technology perspective in the hospitality space. Now, given the fact that it's a space that not too many people know about, why should a restaurant, hotel, or any other hospitality organization get involved in any one of these areas? Quick answer is because it will drive significant business results. And I say business results, not just sales, though that's one major area, because ultimately, every problem that a restaurant faces 
will be addressed by the blockchain in some way. Um, it does it, you know, people will often think about this in terms of guest engagement, and we are absolutely, there's a lot to talk about there. But if you think about, you know, labor challenges that restaurants face, supply chain, the blockchain has something to say about all of it. Uh, so that's the, the quick answer that it's going to be massively impactful. The question is when, right? So it is early and you said not too many people know about it. A lot of people do, right? There's uh, around 300 million people in the world that have a, a crypto wallet, which can contain crypto or NFTs. And that's expected to rise to a billion people by the end of the year. Uh, and then of course, if you think about where the money's moving, right, where investment capital is moving, it's moving into this space. So there are lots of people that do know about it that are helping to, to build, pave the way. But uh, the main reason restaurants should start paying attention and start thinking about it is because it's going to be very transformative to the industry and help them tremendously solve some of the biggest challenges of the past. And when I say I didn't know about it, it's more of I don't know enough about it where I feel comfortable really having a discussion. Um, but uh, that's that's why I've got you on the show to clarify all these points. Uh, let me ask you, are there <laughs> any companies out there or individuals that are crushing it with these technologies today? Yes, I can tell you at least one and I'll kind of hit a second one that I think is doing really well. Um, the The challenge is that some some brands will do something in the space, but we don't know like what what results is, is it driving for them today. Just reading an article, uh, a lot of the press has to do with like so and so is doing something like McDonald's, Panera Bread, investing in the metaverse, but is it driving the results yet? So the one that is unequivocally a great success story in the space is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk uh, and the the crew at the at VCR Group because they launched the Fly Fish Club NFT. So what this is, it's a membership only restaurant that to get in, it's an NFT. You know, the membership is an NFT. And so the, the owners of this NFT, they get that access to this restaurant when it opens. It opens next year. So one of the, uh, they raised $14 million incidentally doing this and they open in a year. So they're still building out the space and, you know, everything. And they have that capital to work with. So that would probably be very interesting to a lot of your listeners, right? The idea of being able to raise capital on the, fu on the future value of reservations and being able to, to dine at the restaurant. A uh, lot of implications there. But that, that success speaks to why NFTs matter. They would not have raised $14 million selling memberships uh, a year before they open. But because it's NFT, because it's this, this hot new technology, there was significant demand for memberships to quality restaurants in that fashion. Um, second, I would say is Chipotle. Chipotle is probably having big success in the metaverse. Uh, and that's not easy to do because uh, as it's easier to have success with uh, crypto and NFTs than it is the metaverse because the metaverse is so much newer and has so much way to go and mature before you can really really make a splash as a restaurant operator. But uh, they've, uh, you know, you can go on Roblox and roll a, a virtual burrito. And, and as for doing that, you can be rewarded with burrito bucks and redeem that for a real burrito in the restaurant. So that's really cool. And that's a, that's a really quality brand experience that they've created. Uh, Chipotle is pretty well known for their digital innovation and they're doing a good job there. Um, 
so yeah, quick answer to that one. So I'm going to raise my hand. As soon as I heard about that, that news breaking about Chipotle, I downloaded the app and I went and I rolled my own burrito. You did. My, I did. And my wife's looking at me because she's going, okay, this is, this is starting to make sense now. And you know, I'm looking at these initiatives that are happening, the ones that you just described, some other chatter I've heard around the industry as a whole. And it seems like all of these initiatives are driving different levels of loyalty and guest passion. Is that correct? Absolutely. That, that's really, I think, the most useful way for most restaurants and those in the hospitality world to think about it today. Um, NFTs have largely been driven by artists uh, who wish to cut out the middleman and form that direct relationship with their most passionate fans. So whether we're talking about uh, musicians or painters, uh, performers of any kind, even now you know, star athletes, this technology gives them direct access to their guests and vice versa, right? It's now feasible for, for a fan of an artist to have actual FaceTime with them uh, through enabled by the NFT technology and a community built around it and have that work for both parties, right? A, a financial model, and a technology model that worked for both parties. And uh, that's what's so cool. So if you think about restaurants as artists, chefs as artists, it's a chance to have technology enable them to connect with their most passionate fans in a new way and have that be financially rewarding for the restaurant long-term. So that's the really cool thing. And I think a, a, just a useful entry point into how to think about NFTs as a, as a vehicle for loyalty. I literally could talk to you about this all day, but I'm going to dig deeper as, as time allows into two different areas, um, crypto, mm -hmm. not different areas, but expand upon areas we've been talking about crypto and NFT. So let's start with crypto. Is crypto being used in restaurants today? And should this be on the roadmap for technology strategists in the hospitality space? It is. It is being used in, in a number of restaurants. Um, it, it, I like to think of it just like restaurants uh, will accept alternative payments of all kinds, Apple Pay, you know, Google Pay, et cetera. Those same restaurants that are doing that are also tending to look at, hey, let's accept crypto as well. Because there is a growing demand for being able to pay with that, that form of currency, especially in certain markets. This is, uh, this is not all, all things are equal across the, the U.S. or the world. You know, where you have uh, you know, kind of coastal cities, uh, major cities being more uh, leading edge with respect to this. So depending on the brand, depending on their, their geographic footprint, it could literally drive purchase decisions by some of their guests. And that's a great reason to do it, right? So if, if someone's going to visit your restaurant because you accept Bitcoin or Ethereum or Dogecoin or whatever it is, you should take this technology seriously. And it's not all that hard to do. There's various payments providers with these integrations, um, you know, various POS systems that have connections to solutions that can let you do this without too much difficulty. Uh, and it, it's growing fast. So this, is, this would be the time to start looking at it. Uh, one of the things Devour's recognizing is that as part of a larger ecosystem, a larger blockchain ecosystem play, crypto could be even more useful, right? So the, because the NFTs are a vehicle for brands to have a different level of connection with their fans than even a cryptocurrency would, crypto 
serving a role in that adding to and complementing that sort of relationship would go further. An example could be, let's, let's say uh, a brand rolls out uh, an NFT enabled loyalty incentive or plan, then those guests that are using the loyalty program that like maybe they're earning crypto, they're earning crypto could, that could then be used as a method of payment in the restaurant. So there, there's a synergistic nature that could happen if a restaurant's doing both that I think could drive even higher levels of engagement and, uh, and, and guest, guest behavior. But crypto all by itself is something that restaurants should be looking at as well. So silly question, but since I dabble in the, in the crypto market, if a restaurant does end up taking crypto as a form of payment, how would the restaurant get paid and at what rate? It's such a fluctuating form of currency. Uh, you know, <laughs> the time that payment is taken to the time that uh, your average, you know, closing out of credit card sales, for instance, at end of end of night, you may lo- have lost a lot of money. You have made, you may have gained a lot of money at the same time. But I mean, how does that all work? I, I'm not quite sure. And w- what's realistic in today's world vers- versus the future world of how that operates? Yeah. So it sounds like you're saying, Skip, that a restaurant doesn't want to get t- paid $10 for a burrito and wake up the next day and find out they only have seven. Um, so yes. So the crypto is volatile and yet there's no reason a restaurant needs to accept the volatility aspect of it, right? They can just enjoy the technology and offering the alternative form of payment. And because what can happen there uh, through a variety of solutions is just uh, either being accepting payment in the form of a stable coin, something that is pegged to the US dollar so that as soon as you get uh, paid, it is not volatile any longer you're choosing, right? Ultimately, it's about choice. A restaurant can accept the upside of that volatility as well. But if they're operating on thin margins, they're probably not going to. And the, and just very simply, like there's just no reason to. The volatile volatility of crypto as a whole can be removed from the equation for the restaurant operator. Kind of brings up another point, though, that I, I want to cover here. Maybe it's a def- definition point that we didn't talk about in the beginning. What is a crypto wallet? Crypto wallet is a... It's, you, you have an address, right, as an as a owner of a wallet, and there, it's going to be, have software around that lets you interact with other aspects of the, the crypto ecosystem. So a wallet is a, a decentralized tool that you can use to um, acquire uh, or transfer or spend cryptocurrency or crypto assets like NFTs. It is your unique address on the blockchain that you exclusively have access to, highly secured by uh, what some of your listeners may have heard of, heard as referred to as a passphrase, um, and that is yours. It's it's like a wallet, right? No, no, no different other than it's digital and it's uh, it's on the blockchain. So, what are some of the best crypto wallets out there to use? Uh, MetaMask is a very popular one. I use it. Coinbase has a wallet that's separate from Coinbase called Coinbase Wallet. Recommend that one. Trust Wallet is very popular. I would say those are the the largest three, but there are dozens and dozens of them. All right, let's get off the crypto side of it and let's go on the NFT side. With an NFT, and let's say a restaurant creates their own NFT, I mean, is it are, are you giving up control or basically selling part of your company at that point? You could. There's some... Uh, some restaurants that are going that route, sort of like a, a crowdfunding uh, vehicle to, to launch future locations or to, 
to to add to their their business. But there's no reason that has to be the case, right? A, a business or individual, for that matter, if they're creating an NFT, they get to decide what it's for. What uh, there will be the idea of ownership involved, right? Whoever uh, buys that NFT or receives that NFT owns something, but whoever issues the NFT decides what that is. Um, in the context of kind of the traditional kind of the way NFTs got started, that it was art, right? You would own digital art and you, you would be verified on the blockchain that you are the owner of that art. Uh, and so the early projects like um, Bored Ape or CryptoPunks, World of Women, not as early, but still centered around that art, they've, they've gotten for, uh, attached a lot of value to that. And the communities they've built have attached a lot of value to that art. But I think that could be confusing to people too, because it misses the fact that NFTs have the ability to serve as ownership of anything and ownership of uh, experiences, uh, access that can go well beyond art. And so the art is always going to play a role because at the very least, it's going to serve for marketing a given NFT project, but so much more is possible as evidenced by Flyfish Club. They're saying, hey, NFT, yeah, we have a, a visual, right? You can check it out and you'll see the, the picture of sushi that is attached to our NFT, but it gets you access to the restaurant. Also gets you access to their parties, right? That they throw the, the pop-up events that they do. And ultimately, whoever creates the NFT gets to decide what that benefit is and that utility. Uh, and the NFT technology simply facilitates identifying who's an owner, who's not, and uh, potentially uh, through integration actually involved in delivering that benefit to the holder. So I'm sure there's a few people out there right now wondering, all right, how do I launch as a restaurant or hotel or whatever? How do I launch a new NFT? And it, is there certain terminology behind some of those pieces of launching an NFT? So the various platforms that will help uh, with a brand launching the NFT, they'll, they'll be able to do the, the function of getting your NFT out there. The problem and the, what a restaurant really needs to consider first is why, why do an NFT? Remembering, remembering it's the main point is helping you establish a deeper connection with your most rabid fans. And think about what those fans are going to want, right? If you're going to provide an experience for those, those passionate fans, what is that? Or is it, is it an event? Is it an event? Is it, uh, is it a discount? Is it some sort of special loyalty benefit? Think, is it access to reservations like uh, Flyfish Club? Think about that. Think about what kind of experience your guests want from you, especially those most passionate ones that they would find valuable. And then go about the specific NFT execution. One of the things Devour recognized we needed to do to help our clients quickly with this is address the accessibility problem, right? So most people haven't done anything in this space yet. They haven't used crypto or NFTs. If we were gonna help the brands be successful, we knew we needed to solve that accessibility problem first. So we've made getting an NFT no more difficult than signing up for any app out there. And that's really important. It's also half the half of the equation, right? Because then you have to say, all right, well now what do my, my holders, I'll use that term, or my guests, my NFT community get from my brand? And that's up for the brand to decide. Devour's 
can help on some of the technical and operational execution right, via integrations with ordering and loyalty programs so that staff aren't having to manually validate everything. Um, but it is it starts with what that brand's goal is and the kind of experience they could create with their guests. All right, some closing thoughts. This is a big one. Um, cyber currency or crypto, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. cryptocurrency. The government is talking about getting involved in cryptocurrency and putting regulation behind that. Now, the government does such a bang up job uh, as it does with everything else that it touches. <laughs> so what could possibly go wrong, right? Um, I'm hopeful in this category. And here's why. Uh, history has a tendency to repeat itself. And in the early days of the internet, the, the government, its approach was very light handed, right? It said, okay, ultimately we're just gonna let innovation happen so that the US takes a leadership position with this new realm of technology. And they didn't understand everything about the internet at the time that they did that. So I'm hopeful and believe that, not just hopeful, but I believe that the signs are showing based on uh, statements that the administration put out that that's what will happen again, that uh, the US will be a very blockchain, innovation, crypto, NFT friendly country for innovators to work through because the technology is coming, right? If if the, the doors were closed to this in the US, it would just really be closed to the, the, the American people. It's still going to happen. It's just going to happen elsewhere in the world. And uh, you can't imagine that the, the US would be okay with losing its leadership position in innovation. So that's one of the reasons I'm hopeful. The signs that we've seen are suggesting that regulation is coming, but that's a good thing. The space needs regulation. It just needs regulation that's pro-innovation. And I think we're going to get it. Now, keep in mind, when I was talking about uh, government intervention, I was had absolutely no political intentions behind that. doesn't matter what side of the party you're on. It's the government as a whole that tends to uh, muck things up on occasion. As a matter of fact, let's move on from here so I don't get myself into trouble. Any big news coming out of your company? Has anything happened recently or in the near future? Good timing on that. So just uh, a day ago, we launched our founding members NFT and invited guests NFT. So what that is, it is a chance for anyone to experience how easy NFTs can be. So if any of your listeners want to, all they have to do is check out uh, uh, Devour, which the website is devour.restaurant or on Twitter at Devour Token, and they will find the links to this NFT and you can claim what will probably be your first NFT. And, uh, and you'll see just how easy it is. We wanted everyone to see that this doesn't have to be intimidating. And we also wanted uh, the various brands out there to say, you know what? Okay, that wasn't too bad. And then start getting them thinking about what kind of guest experience they want to layer in, right, to NFT technology when they get to the point where that's going to make sense for them. We're going to see a lot happen in 2022. Um, the biggest companies, are, are going to get into the space, not just in the restaurant world, um, but uh, more broadly. And so as more big brands come in and, you know, they say, and they talk about the real world experiences and access that are unlocked by NFTs or crypto, uh, it's going to make more and more sense to more and more people. Um, Devour's role in this is to just help restaurants and the hospitality industry take advantage of these technologies as soon as uh, as possible 
uh, in any way that will make sense for a brand, bridging that gap, so reducing complexity. Uh, but it's going to be quite a year. And so the main uh, advice I have for everybody is just pay attention to it. All right, pay attention when, you know, it showed a couple days ago when it's announced that Starbucks is getting into the game. Uh, more more brands are going to be doing it. Look at what they're doing and then start to imagine what uh, you'd want to do as well. Mr. Chad Horn, thanks for taking your time to chat to the listeners of this show and sharing your knowledge that you have of this very interesting topic matter that we have in front of us and we're going to be hearing about in the near future. I think you will have opened the eyes of many people out there and maybe lit a fire or at least given them some drive to learn a little bit more about all these emerging technologies. If you want to reach Chad, you can do so by looking him up on LinkedIn. And of course, you can always check out the show notes for further contact info. Chad, I think you are amazing. And I think we all will be hearing more about you and your company in the near future. Thank you, Skip. It was an absolute pleasure talking with you today. And uh, thank you to your listeners for for giving us uh, the time today. Do you have clarification now? More confused as ever? Well, join the club. I'm not sure if I get it all or if it is still a concept I need to further dig into. Regardless, it has caused me to dig further into the subject matter as I think it is going to be critical to the restaurant and hospitality industry in the not-so-distant future. If you would like to reach out to me or the show, you can do so via Everything Social at Constrata or Everything at Skip Kimple. This includes Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. You can always go to the website at kinstrata.io as well as skipkimple.com for all of the previous episodes and archived show notes. And of course, you can also email me at any time at skip.kimple at kinstrata.io. Well, that is all I have for you today. Next week, I have a session for you that I was able to record with Rev... Yep, the infamous Rev that you all follow on social media. I was able to record him at the Restaurant Leadership Conference. Anytime I'm around this guy, I am guaranteed to have an engaging conversation and an awesome meal. So until next Tuesday, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay hungry, my friends. (laughs) 